Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. You're listening to another DevOps chat podcast. Today, I'm joined by Miles Mathias. He's a Google Cloud consultant, and he's with Container Heroes, great company name. Our topic today is actually a preview of his talk at the Spinnaker Summit 2019. Uh, His topic is going to be monitoring Spinnaker with Prometheus Operator in a GKE environment, Google Kubernetes engine. This talk is on Saturday, November 16th, 345 miles. Welcome to DevOps Chat. Hey, Mitch. uh, Great to be here. Um, I'm really excited about the Spinnaker Summit. Well, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and a little bit about Container Heroes. Yeah, sure. So uh, like you said, I'm a cloud consultant. I've done a whole bunch of software development and infrastructure setup and architecture design throughout my career. And now I'm helping other companies set up their cloud infrastructure, make migrations, uh, modernize their application development, all sorts of things like that. And uh, I'm a partner at containerheroes.com. And we're a group of kind of people like me that have been previous startup CTOs. We've done the whole VC route. We've built a bunch of of custom applications for clients throughout our career. And uh, and now we uh, enjoy consulting people that are using the cloud. For the past year or so, especially I guess the last nine months or so, one of our big clients we've been helping Google with is one of their new customers that was complete on-prem to cloud, to Kubernetes containerization migration, and they utilized Spinnaker. So I kind of was brought in as the Spinnaker expert to help them get it up and running, help customize what they needed in their environment, and contributed as much as I could back to the open source, including some stuff that I built for using Prometheus Operator, which we can touch on in a bit, and so much so that the Spinnaker team invited me to give a give a talk. At the conference. So I'm Sounds like a very, very relevant talk, especially sharing your experience from this uh, yeah. working with this Google customer. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about when you came to this project, first started working with the customer. Had you worked with Spinnaker before? Was that a new technology or were any of these new technologies or have you kind of done all this before? So I've done a bunch of CICD before. Spinnaker is still in its early days. So I had very limited experience with Spinnaker as, as an application. It's still... Yeah, it's still very nascent on the development scene. Entire kind of concept of continuous delivery is still very new in the industry, even though it's been around for a little while. And so Mm -hmm. CI has been very well developed. Everybody knows Jenkins. Everybody Mm -hmm. can name a million CI tools. Concept of continuous delivery and having more thought out, sophisticated delivery strategies that can help you do more automated continuous delivery like canary analysis and different deployment types and automated rollbacks and all these sorts of things mm-hmm. um, are kind of brand new. And Spinnaker obviously really helps with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I was had some experience, but was really excited to jump in and uh, kind of get into something that's really taking off in the industry. Tell us a little bit about the app that you were challenged to work on. I understand this was already had been developed with Jenkins and Spinnaker to before, and then you were moving it to GKE, no. or what was it? So the, the client had 50 different job applications, a bunch of different things, and it was all running on-prem. So part of the big uh, effort was to obviously move them onto Google Cloud, but also to help them develop the ICD process that allowed them to make a commit in their repo have artifacts be built in CI, have tests run, and then be have those passed to Spinnaker and CD and, and then deployed to GCP. They had no experience with Spinnaker. They didn't have any kind of CD solution ex, uh, set up really for, especially for the cloud. Um, like I said, they were completely new to the cloud. So this was all new stuff for them. So 
I helped him set it up, install it, configure the options all we wanted, manage it, and then you know introduce more and more advanced features uh, as the as the project got more and more migrated over to GCP. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like maybe a more traditional job application environment. Maybe yep. it's not even continuous integration yet. Were they down the path with that? Yeah, they had Jenkins on prem, and so they we, did. you know, okay. yeah, so. The architecture uh, was moving everything to Kubernetes. And so, you know, one of the GCP projects has GKE cluster just for CI CD. So running Jenkins and running Spinnaker on it. So they had Jenkins on-prem. We moved that over to the cloud, hosted on Kubernetes, and then we installed Spinnaker right alongside it on the same GKE cluster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then use those those tools as the basis of their CI CD pipelines to deploy to other clusters within the uh, cloud for them. Now, how about the size of the application? How would you quantify how kind of big or extensive it was? Like I said, they had a, this was a true microservices organization. So, you know, they have 30 to 50 different applications as microservices, each individually being deployed. As far as traffic, I mean, so the applications, like I said, are microservices, so they're pretty small. Uh, mm-hmm. and themselves individually. As far as traffic and resource usage, it's it's a very, very large, large client, um, like pushing the boundaries of some of the largest things mm-hmm. seen. Okay. Um, so that was really exciting, really cool. This was a Fortune 500 company, I understand. Yeah. We're not yeah. talking about the specific company, but... Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, good. Well, what are some of the things that you're planning on talking about then? I mean, I know this is about the monitoring aspect of it. So you're going to be touching on Prometheus operator and probably how to configure it or how you decided what kinds of groupings to create, what kind of rules and alerts and those kind of things. You're going to be talking more fundamental architecture. What are your thoughts? Uh, Kind of a bit on everything because this this is kind of some required setup in order to do monitoring and in order to do canary analysis even if you're going to use prometheus for canary analysis metrics and it's also just fundamental to how how you want to have this set up if you're running spinnaker on kubernetes in general so a little background on spinnaker as a project which i'm sure other people that are familiar with spinnaker definitely know you probably know yourself Spinnaker was originally created by Netflix. Mm-hmm. Netflix is still uh, very much a VM shop, right? So they don't use Kubernetes and everything runs on individual instances. And so Spinnaker can be deployed to run on Kubernetes and that support is there. It has support to deploy applications to other Kubernetes clusters. But there are still a few things like monitoring, like canary analysis, where in the Kubernetes world, we do things a little differently. And Prometheus is one of those examples, right? In the VM world, spin up Spinnaker, you spin up one Prometheus instance. And Prometheus obviously is a, a metric store to collect metrics and then usually is paired with Grafana and Alert Manager and things like that in order to all CNCF open source projects in order to give you alerts, give you graphs on these metrics. And so there was previously in the VM world of Spinnaker running it as Netflix does, a microservice of Spinnaker that does monitoring, that connects to all the different components of Spinnaker, listens for their metrics, and then reports it to Prometheus. Cool, like it looks great. They even have um, some dashboards. So Grafana dashboards, if you ever work with those, you can just upload some JSON files for your dashboard. And then you click it on the UI and you're like, hey, look at these dashboards. You can get real-time dashboards based on the Prometheus metrics of Spinnaker. And Spinnaker, all the different components that it's made up of, 
emit different metrics based on the things that it's doing so that you can see in there when it's processing your deployment, here is some of the metrics that are coming off, right? Mm -hmm. So all of that support was there. When you want to run Spinnaker on Kubernetes though, that support was a little, not so much. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's, that's the trouble that we kind of ran into. So the thing that was there was the concept of, hey, we have this monitoring component in Spinnaker. And if you enable monitoring, that monitoring component will be enabled as a sidecar container to every single pod, every single microservice mm -hmm. that Spinnaker is composed of, and it knows how to talk to that microservice and get the metrics from it and then report it somewhere. Cool. Good. Okay. I can get that. What about the monitoring service then having those metrics that it just collected from all the different components and putting it somewhere? Ideally, Prometheus, you can also do Stackdriver, or I believe there might be Datadog support now, but um, uh, mainly the two that I, we see used a lot are Stackdriver and Prometheus. Mm -hmm. However, in the Kubernetes world, again, especially when you have a bunch of different Kubernetes clusters, one of the tools that you end up using is called Prometheus Operator. And that is essentially a Kubernetes operator that when you apply to your cluster will automatically install for you Prometheus Grafana and Alert Manager as you know, pods, deployments running on your cluster. It's a way to provision your infrastructure so that when you deploy a bunch of applications to these clusters, you already have some monitoring infrastructure set up, right? I can deploy into, and I can basically go to my organization and say, give me a new cluster, and then I can deploy my application and start emitting Prometheus metrics, and there's already a Prometheus instance on that cluster, so like I'm good to go. In order to get the Prometheus, the version of Prometheus that the Prometheus operator creates to then go and fetch the metrics from the Spinnaker monitoring component that already existed and already knows how to get those metrics from the Spinnaker different components, you have to kind of connect those two ends, right? Uh, you have to, and in the Prometheus operator, the Kubernetes world, basically you just apply Kubernetes manifest, the CRD called the service monitor. And that basically tells your instance of Prometheus on the cluster, hey, go fetch the metrics from these places, right? And so it's pretty easy, but there was no setup way in Spinnaker. So you would read the documentation on Spinnaker and they would have very detailed, very nice, like if you're running Spinnaker on VMs and you want to do monitoring and you want to use Prometheus, just use this fancy, nice, easy setup script, right? Mm -hmm. Super mm -hmm. nice, great. And then literally in the documentation, it said, if you're running on Kubernetes, hang tight, support is coming. <laughs> the hang tight <laughs> documentation feature. Yes. Wonderful. The hang tight. Yeah, right. So none of this is extremely complicated. There are a lot of different components and you have to be careful about how you set them up, right? But the very nice setup script that was available for just running plain old Prometheus on VMs was very nice. And it, like I said, it installed a bunch of Grafana dashboards for you and did a bunch of nice stuff for you. There was no such thing for uh, Kubernetes, right? Uh -huh. Kind of starting from scratch, not completely, but at least to take that next step. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so so what I did and what I contributed to the, the project was creating a setup script for this exactly, saying, hey, you're, you've got a cluster, you've got Spinnaker already installed on there, you've got Prometheus operator installed on there, and you've got a Prometheus operator installed on probably a bunch of other clusters too. Here's a setup script that connects Prometheus instance to Spinnaker so that Prometheus can go and fetch those metrics about how Spinnaker is running and how Spinnaker is handling your deployments mm -hmm. and installs a bunch of these 
Grafana dashboards that the open source project has already created for us to be able to say, here's a Grafana dashboard about you know each microservice, Cloud Driver, Kate, Orca, all the others. They each have their own dashboard in Grafana that you can go look at, and they're pre-configured, and it's it's really nice. It's really handy. Again, those just had to be kind of converted into the way you apply these in the Prometheus operator world, which again is applying your Kubernetes manifest to say, hey, uh, it's actually just a config map with a certain label on it. Hey, here's a dashboard, and when you apply that, the Prometheus operator knows how to hook into the Kubernetes master and goes, hey, there's a new config map that it's a Grafana dashboard. Let me go fetch it and add it to Grafana for you, right? That's that's the whole purpose of Prometheus Operator. So that's kind of the thing that I set up was saying, was giving you, so now, and then I PR'd to the documentation. So now when you go look at the documentation, it says, hey, if you're running Spinnaker and Prometheus Operator on Kubernetes, there's also a fancy script that it's good for you too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, um, now people yeah. have to start at the same place you did. So are you planning exactly. in your talk actually walking through this of the process of the script you built and how to set all this up, get the dashboards to come up, et cetera, or are you kind of taking a different approach? I don't want to anger the demo god, so I'm not sure if I'll actually be, you know, <laughs> typing it, running the actual scripts, but I can certainly mm-hmm. have something set up where it's like, hey, this is the end result. Let's step through what the script is actually doing to help you understand what components need to be matched up where. And then here's the end result, right? Um, The other kind of couple things that I'll probably touch on in the talk are, and this is why it's important. So all of that is monitoring Spinnaker as an application. So like your DevOps or your release engineering team, people that are involved in these things are going to monitor Spinnaker as an application and are going to see, oh, you know, Orca is overwhelmed and it has a bunch of tasks in its queue that it can't pop off. So let's add some more replicas of work or something like that. That's what this script helps you set up is this dashboard to see to see the performance, to see those metrics, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And other reasons that it's important are, and the other things I'll touch on, well, first of all, the one thing I'll probably touch on is that there's kind of a, an effort currently in the works. And I hope by the time of the talk, maybe there's a little more effort built towards it, but there isn't really a whole lot of guidance in the Spinner community about, okay, here are the metrics we emit, here's what they mean. And if they go outside normal ranges, here's what you should do to remedy that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, there are no kind of run books as you might call them. Mm-hmm. Um, for how to respond to a Spinnaker instance that is under a really extreme load or kind of gone configured sideways or something like that. Um, Rob, Rob Zeiner uh, kind of leads the Netflix uh, effort. He's done a great blog post um, about some of the metrics and things like that and what each of them mean, but that's kind of the only resource out there. So there is kind of this effort in the community to say, hey, let's put together some actual run book and match some of these dashboards that we have from Grafana and some of these metrics and, and be able to tell people, hey, if you run into the situation, here are the you know step one, two, three to check. And, and if these are the case, then here are you know the three options for how to alleviate that problem or how to address mm-hmm. the problem, right? So hopefully by the talk in November, we might have some progress on that in the community. The other thing that I'll probably talk about on the topic and why the concept of the Prometheus operator is so important in the Kubernetes world is for canarying. Say a little bit yeah. about what canarying is. Yeah, sure. to do with your deployment processes. Sure. So canary testing is, it's a form of testing that evaluates one of your release candidates and compares it to 
And it, what it does is it actually runs your candidate and it runs the version that is running your production, starts a new copy of it, and it runs it side by side so that it is, and then it diverts usually a small amount of traffic or just, um, you know, we'll have a hundred pods behind a service and you'll, you'll add two pods. So they'll get a proportional small amount of traffic and you'll run it and you'll see how it performs. You'll listen to the metrics and you'll see, oh, this is how your candidate that you want to push performed. And in Canary, in the configurations in Spinnaker, you can say, these are the metrics I care about when evaluating, when deciding if it performed well, if it performed badly. For instance, let's say you have a new version of your application that just like 500, 500 errors out on every request, right? You run a bunch of unit tests, you run a, uh, a bunch of integration tests, and ideally at that point, uh, at one of those steps earlier, you would have caught that, right? But tests are written by people and sometimes people don't write them or sometimes some situation that depends on, you know, live traffic and live data actually exposes some types of problems, right? So let's hypothetically pretend you have a new version that comes out and it just 500s all over the place. What Canarying says, the kind of theory behind it is, let's actually run it on a small amount of traffic. Let's see what it does. And then Canarying would go, oh, hey, your release version that you want to push out, it's just doing a bunch of 500s. And you told me in your configuration, if you see you know, so many, a spike in 500s, that that's bad, that we don't want to actually then deploy that to all 100 instances running a production, right? That, mm -hmm. that Canarying says, hey, that, that's not a good, that's not a good thing to promote, right? Like I gave it a chance. I ran it on some things. I compared it to what uh, the version that is currently running or a new instance of the version that's currently running. And it, it didn't do well. So you know what? I'm going to air out. I'm going to show you. This is how it behaved. You guys go fix it. And then when I come back, I'll run those things again. And if it performs well, then great. We can release the new version. And, and that's kind of one of the main components that you need for continuous delivery because you can imagine a world where developers are just committing 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 oh, yeah. they do a bunch of tests they run some tests to them it all looks good and then you just have this other automatic component over here that's doing canary analysis and that can just test it it can actually put it into production give it a little bit of traffic see how it performs and if it performs well then let it go they you know promote yeah. it right that's Deploy extremely useful Deploy on a Friday, deploy on a Saturday, who cares, right? Like the, it, it's actually seeing how it's running. All the other tests before it's even gotten to that point have passed, obviously. And if it runs well, then run. And this is what enables organizations like Google and like Netflix and others to deploy thousands of times a day because it has this automated system to go in and say, give it some traffic, see how it runs. And if it runs fine, because of the way we configured how we told the system what does it mean to run fine right great and let it go we're we're kind of running up against our time here i do have one last question what kind of sure. should, should come to your talk obviously it sounds like developers people working on cicd pipeline uh folk, maybe devops engineers other folks you'd recommend are those the right folks those are definitely all the right folks um i think if you're a interested in spinnaker or you're currently using spinnaker where you are uh, want to know about monitoring it as an application and uh, managing it as an application when it experiences a bunch of load and how you want to connect all the dots if you're running it on Kubernetes and you're running multiple other Kubernetes clusters that also are using Prometheus Operator. Uh, this is a great talk to go listen to. 
Now, again, Miles is, uh, is a Google Cloud Consultant with ContainerHeroes.com. He's speaking at the Spinnaker Summit 2019 in San Diego. Now, that conference is the 15th to the 19th of November. His talk, again, is on monitoring Spinnaker with Prometheus Operator on GKE on Saturday the 16th at 3.45. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. You've listened to another DevOps chat. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. Be careful out there. 